an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out Hi guys, Jimmy here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle and it's been a pretty busy week and I'm also very, 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 very excited to announce to you that applications for the J8 Challenge are now live. If you want me to get you in the shape of your life this summer, head on over to the letter J the number eight challenge.com. It's going to be an awesome ride. We're going to be starting on the 13th of May. However, if you are listening to this on Friday morning, please make sure that you head on over to j8challenge.com and sign up. For the first 200 signups, I'm doing the entire eight week transformation program at a crazy introductory rate. And I've also announced that the male and female winner are going to be winning a three-day break in Barcelona with VIP access to the International Fitness Summit. Think seminars, masterclasses, pool parties, live DJs. It is going to be an insane August and I really can't wait to go and of course to be giving the tickets away to the people that work the hardest on the challenge. So head on over to j8challenge.com, get yourself signed up, and I will see you in the group. But for now, let's move on to the episode. Now, what I decided to do this week was give you a bit of an insight into my Train With Jay group. Every week I go live and answer some questions and this week was pretty special because I was talking about mental models, something that I absolutely love reading, researching and adding to my own life. I really hope you get some value out of this longer than usual episode but there are lots of knowledge bombs to take away. Enjoy. Good evening, gentlemen. Jamie in the house, how are you this beautiful evening? Hope you are all good and ready to rock and roll for our live stream this evening. All about mental models. Now, I could talk about mental models all evening, literally. They are incredible. And you're going to learn over the next hour or so the many different ones. In fact, I will actually put the link in for Shane of Farnham Street's blog, which covers about 110 different ones. And there's lots of different ones in humans, human nature, in business, in economics, etc., etc., etc. And the basics behind them, gents, are to basically have better kind of understanding of how certain things things and processes works and us as human beings are very kind of strange creatures and the more that you understand about your own biases behind things your own kind of justifications rationalizations and reasons for doing stuff the better that you can deal with certain things i have certainly found that as i've started to read more as i've started to understand more as i've started to be more self-aware and practice more um, I've become better at doing certain things. And it's just understanding my natural 
tendencies to do certain things. Um, so we are going to go into that, um, but I want to really uh, cover some of your questions first before we go into some of the mental models that I'm going to speak about tonight, because probably some of your questions that you might be asking um, will have the answers in with these mental models. So James says, how do you stay positive and focus on your own goals as well as supporting others when they are struggling, i.e. family? You can't tell people to stop being negative or cut them out. You want to support and help, but it's draining and it makes your goals slip whenever you take your eye off the ball. How do you stop that slipping while being supportive? Um, the answer to that, Jamie, is it can be very, very difficult, especially with, when it comes to family members, because you can't necessarily cut your family members out, but you can sit them down and have a chat with them, talk to them, talk to them about your own kind of frustrations. And it all comes down to the way that you say it. One thing that a lot of people do not want to hear is being told something negative directly about them. For example, if you have somebody that is causing a lot of drain on you and they're a family member, um, it's important to sit them down and just tell them and start with yourself, start with your own problems with things and try and get them to open up a bit more and try and get them to be more aware of what it is that they're doing. I'm very fortunate in the fact that you know I have a very supportive um, wife and um, you know I don't I wouldn't say I have a very supportive family because most of the time my family don't understand what it is that I do. But a lot of the time, you know, I keep myself to myself and I'm very, very strict when it comes to things like social media, my friend circle and who has an impact and an influence on me. And it is so, so important to have those filters in your life. A lot of people are scared to have these things um, you know, kind of filtered in their lives. And something that we talk about when it comes to nutrition is reduce or remove. And this is an important thing that you should do with people that a lot of people that you speak to would disagree, but they're the same people who are constantly stressed, constantly triggered. So don't necessarily listen to those people because you're not going to learn anything better. And the kind of reduce or remove policy that I have with people is if somebody such as a family member or somebody close to me is annoying me or is causing a negative mindset on me, I reduce the time that I spend with them down, which is very hard to do if that is your spouse, etc., etc. I understand that. But then that comes down to actually sitting down and have a conversation with it. And, you know, I'm not qualified to actually talk about that but I'm just talking about my own experiences when it comes to friends and and people like that and social media I reduce those down and if I reduce it down and they're still causing me problems I remove them completely I have no problem removing negative people completely from my life because one thing that's amazing that happens is when you remove that negative person you feel fucking awesome and the most important person in the world to feel good is you that is not a selfish act that is a selfless act because you at your best is better for everybody else when you are not triggered when you're not drained when you're full of energy other people benefit from that energy too so you need to look after them one. it's all about we've said this time and time again putting your own gas mask on and it is very very difficult to do sometimes because you do get caught up in the opinions of other people. But 
who you've only got one life to live and i choose for that life to be a positive one um a happy one and one that i'm going to achieve a lot of things and in order to do that i need to have that filter system on because time is very valuable and i don't want people wasting that time i want to be wasting my time with people that i care about people that fire me up people that support me people that tap me on the back that they're the kind of people I want to hang around with because that's going to help me level up and that's going to help me serve people at a greater level so it's difficult is the answer to that one but there is something that you can do about it and it's a very hard thing to do which is always the, the you know the problem with it andrew uh, do you believe there is always a reason trigger to feel down despite everything in my life being good i still feel like things are a struggle motivation discipline and responsibility are my biggest weaknesses when it comes to consistency and creating habits and i haven't quite found a way to balance good accountability with not being overly hard on myself um a lot of it andrew comes down to and and this is the, the biggest thing is that a lot of people and i mean a lot of people are all or nothing people they expect themselves to be perfect and to not have flaws and one of the things that i have found to remind myself is that i'm not perfect i make shit tons of mistakes but also the reason that i'm where i am today is because i have made more mistakes than most people but i have learned from them because i've become self-aware but also the most important thing is you are going to have periods where you feel down you know last year i had a lot a lot of really fucking dark moments you know usually i have a bad couple of days then i get back into my habits and routines and then i'm fine again but sometimes you know it was getting like three days four days five days i was like fuck like fuck what's going on and in times like that you need to really really hammer down what it is that you're doing day to day and it's very much like we said about nutrition you know when people say i struggle to lose weight you know people the amount of people that say to me every week i'm in a calorie deficit and i'm not losing weight my response to that usually is you're not in a calorie deficit if you measured and managed everything you'd find where it is that you're going wrong now before i go into this as well understand that things like depression some of it is very much hereditary genetic and you know there's not much that you can do about that however when it comes to happiness only about 50% of that is genetic the other 50% is in your control and the percentage that i think it's like um like a, i know it's about i actually think it's 40% genetic it's around 30 to 40% environmental and about 20 to 30% um based on your habits and routines so whenever i've been in a bit of a a funk shall we say i really measure and manage more things and it sounds cliche but it's the common sense things that work i ask myself how am i feeling and why and how i do that is by measuring my feelings um i have something called grid diary and i think i've spoken about this in the group before 7 p.m every day which is literally just gone off um i fill out my grid diary it's eight questions that i ask myself i ask myself who have you helped today how have you improved your how have you improved your health today how have you improved your wealth today 
Um, were you productive today? Who have you helped today? Did you get triggered today? Um, how have you felt? How is your well-being? So I ask myself all these questions. And the reason that I ask myself these questions is I look back on the day to look at the things that I did. If I'm feeling high anxiety and stress, I try and determine what has caused that. And then I get a better understanding of those things. And most of the time it comes down to these simple things. Making sure I don't skip the gym, making sure that I eat good quality food, making sure that I help someone every day, making sure that I have fun and allocate time away from work to have fun. One of the questions I ask, I ask myself every day, did you have fun today? And if yes, what did you do that made you fun? And this is something that I say to people a lot of the time. When's the last time that you pissed yourself laughing? And I mean, full on belly laughed. Ask yourself that question. And if, if you literally cannot remember the last time you pissed yourself laughing, then start to think about the last, you know, the very last time that you did that and what it was that you're doing. And then go and find some... Find the person that you did that with, ring them up, call them, and go and do it again. And go and seek these things that make you happy, because they will they will help a hell of a lot. So a lot of it comes down to um, measuring managing things. Um, but once again, you know, it all comes down to being self-aware, and that's one of the hardest things to do. And a lot of the time, you know, things can be feel like going right, Back in 2016, I had one of the most successful years ever. Um, I broke a world record, pushing a sled, I raised loads of money for charity, I wrote a best-selling book, I launched my gym, I was in stage shape, um, you know, and, and everything came crumbling down. I had one of the most successful years I've ever had in business, in life, and a month later, everything went crushing down because something didn't feel right. And the thing that didn't feel right was, even though I was smashing it, with the business and with the success stuff i wasn't smashing it with my relationship so i had to go back to the drawing board and work on that um so i understand where you're kind of coming from there where you can you can feel that everything's going right and that there's one or two things missing but this is why i say to people all the time write shit down it's so so important to write shit down once you get things out of that head and onto a piece of paper or in a journal you start to understand those things and they're quite obvious when they look back at you of the things that you're not doing and i do it all the time like jay that that's why best this and this um, so hopefully that helps andrew uh, dan work is a constant stress and struggle for me to stay motivated no job satisfaction and it really gets me down but have no idea what i could do that would support me sufficiently financially um any mindset exercises to help me focus and realize my goals um very much the same as this dan this is this is an obvious thing but you've said your um thing is financial I would determine exactly what that number is financially and what you need to do in order to achieve that in other things which you would find yourself being happy in. And uh, understand that you can do that. I spoke about this on um, I spoke about this on Instagram today about boil a frog. There was an old scientific study which was complete and out of bollocks. But what it said is if you put a frog in cold water, that it would um, jump out in a pan. And if you put it in cold water, no, sorry. If you put a, if you put a frog in boiling water, um, 
immediately in a pan it will jump out but if you put that frog in cold water in a pan and started to heat that pan up slowly the frog would stay in there and die and boil itself it is complete and utter bollocks because it's a frog frogs jump okay if you put a frog in cold water it'll jump the fuck out if you put a, if you put a frog in warm water or hot water uh, it will jump out but it's a great analogy for life because so many people if they kind of looked back on their life at what they're doing now with a fresh set of eyes they would go what the fuck are you doing but because they're so used to that that they don't want to change and i i wrote an article about this a long time ago and i don't want to rabbit hole too much down but it's this okay when you walk into a room and it stinks of shit okay that initial reaction is like fuck fucking stinks in here but if you spend long enough in that long enough time in that room it'll stop smelling of shit you'll get used to the smell of shit you will and the only way that you're going to realize that it stinks of shit in there is getting out of there and then going back in but so many people don't do that they stay in that room that stinks of shit and they don't realize that it stinks of shit and it's a great analogy same with the boiling in the frog sometimes you just got to take that risk and get the fuck out and be you know honest with what it is that you need to do in order to make that change um if if it's finances then work out exactly what that cost is work out what that is and then the time that you have that you are not working work on that thing that you want to do so you're going to be ready for when you change that um and when you have a family yes it is a lot more scary but understand this we are in one of the greatest periods of of time in 2019 you can do fucking everything on your phone you can go onto youtube you can learn anything all you've got to learn to do is not to be distracted and to focus on getting better at skills skills that make you valuable to other people because if you are valuable and you have skills that other people struggle with other people will pay you in order to sort those problems or to use your skills and that's a great way of trying to find what it is that you want to do because everyone has something that they are better at than most people there will be something you know mine's getting shredded mine's helping people with business and systems mine's helping people with video editing and all of these things I've been able to use as a business because I have been very good at getting other people better at those things and that that has all come down to working on those skills that's all come down to me spending 20 years in the gym uh, hours and hours on my phone learning video editing hours and hours reading books and getting myself better and, and working on those skills so ho- hopefully that helps uh Lewis um yes do you get caught up in other people's opinions and that's where i find it hard i not being able to uh the gym and always feel like i'm going to be spoken about if i go back uh and i find it difficult to pluck the courage up to go to the gym um it's it's this kind of thing Lewis it is difficult but i always go back to that first quote first they ask you why then they ask you how and if you just ignore people and just do your own thing and you do that for long enough then you prove those people wrong if you fall into the opinions of other people then you end up falling into their own hands and they win never let somebody win especially when you're in full control of two things and th- th- these are two things which you are fully in control of 
how much you move your feet and what goes in your mouth as much as there is lots behind that it's you that controls what goes in there and how much you move and i'm not saying it's easy but i'm saying it can be done and also when you achieve success with what it is that you're doing life doesn't get easier it might get easier for you but it gets harder for others because when you start to achieve success you hold a mirror to other people which highlights the fact that they're not doing enough and then they come at you so life doesn't get fucking easier but you learn how to deal with it and it's not an easy thing but this is why you've got to go through these habits and routines and practices and yes you get caught up in it i mean i get caught up in the opinions of other people but i have a kind of a reflex to that you know if someone says something negative to me my kind of response is hey you're fucking new here hang around you might learn something because the amount of people that have doubted the things that i have done in my life i just smile because i'm aware that i'm in control and i'm very much driven by spite so if someone says i can't do something I, I want to do it just to show them that I fucking can. And it's got nothing to do with them per se because I'm not seeking approval from them. I'm seeking approval from myself. And although I'm not going to go up to them and go, I told you so, that actual motivation and energy to do that has enabled me to achieve great things. And it all comes down to looking at where the things are that you're going wrong. Holding yourself personally accountable, putting skin in the game, and setting deadlines three important things that you need to do in order to achieve uh, success in something it needs to be you know we've spoken about smart goals we've talked talk about specific measurable actionable um, relative and time bound and these are all the things that you need to do you know if you're, if you're looking to get to the gym and lose weight be realistic what how often can you get to the gym is it two times a week cool is it three is it four is it one you know be realistic with those things if you don't like the environment in which the gym is in move gyms or work out at home or find a way around doing something where you're more comfortable doing it in the knowledge that sometimes you it's because you're comfortable that you don't get the result and you need to get used to being uncomfortable and this is something that i practice every day I jump in the ice cold sea nearly every day and nearly every day I don't want to fucking do it people seem people think I'm crazy people think I'm different I'm not I don't want to go in the fucking sea some a lot of the time when I'm busy I don't want to go to the fucking gym but one thing I remind myself of is no one ever regretted a workout and once you get in that gym and you've lifted some weights and you've done it consistently three or four times a week every week you feel fucking awesome and it's attaching emotions to tasks and that can be an important thing to do when you are going to the gym telling yourself how awesome you are going to feel after you've done that thing and reminding yourself when you do that thing and you feel that thing remember this remember this because those kind of memories of good feelings don't always last long but you can always remind yourself and attach that emotion that you felt when you walked out of that gym and felt fucking awesome. Um, uh, it's sometimes hard to realize what's fun to you. Stefan, I agree. Thing is, what what's fun to me would be the most boring thing in the world to others. I, what I find fun, reading, research, um, video editing, 
business you know my my business is my fun but that can also be detrimental because although it's fun for me a lot of the time it's not fun for my family because i'm away from them and even though i'm in like the next room sometimes i'm not there which is why i have a strict policy of switching my phone off um from social media at 8 p.m so i can be detached from the social world um and, uh, and and focusing on that and that is very difficult i mean tomorrow is meant to be phone swap thursday i will be kind of off social media but i'm going to be working my tits off tomorrow um, because we've got the ja launch um, on thursday so uh thankfully coming out six month low so hoping to use this group while i'm hopefully keeping myself going andrew that's fun- fantastic to hear set some time and we'll start joining you in the sea yeah andrew no no one i have yet to have a sea swim with someone yet i love it if someone wants to come down i'm there most days um and yeah fucking bring it i love it um back there and get yeah as i really don't feel good in myself body wise and 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 just do it and you're in the right place to do it lewis right gents so awesome start fucking awesome start well thank you for your awesome questions as well that was magical really now we're going to go get into some mental models Okay, so the next kind of 20 odd minutes, I'm going to be going through some of these mental models and get you kind of understand that there's hundreds of mental models and I will put the blog post for you to have a look in. Um, but I want to explain some of them to you now. Um, I'm going to start with one called Hanlon's Razor. Hanlon's Razor. So remember that Hanlon's Razor. And what Hanlon's Razor states is we should not attribute to malice that which is easily explained by stupidity. I'll say that again. We should not attribute to malice that which is easy, easily explained by stupidity. A lot of the time that we think the world's against us. We think that certain individuals are out to get us. Um, and that kind of paranoia, that kind of thought process can A, stop you from getting on with your day and B, limit your progress. Because most of the time, that is very, um, that's very much you thinking the world revolves around you. And most people aren't thinking about you. Most people are thinking of themselves. And most of the time, people do stuff not because they're maliciously doing it, because they're fucking stupid. You know, if you looked at someone and go, oh, what did he do that for? What was the incentive behind doing that? It's just like, he's just been a twat. Sometimes people are just being twats. They don't mean anything from it. They're just being a twat. Um, and we find this all the time. When you get someone on out the wrong side of bed and they're aggressive to you, it's nothing to do with you. It's to do with them. Their stupidity has come from not getting a good night's sleep. So when you understand that, you're like, well, he's just being a twat. And, and you shrug it off. You don't think too much about it and you get on with your day. An example, you could be driving along and someone, okay, someone um, cuts you up and you're fucking raging. You're like, what an arsehole, what an arsehole, what an arsehole. And then you're driving up their ass, you're fucking beeping your horn and then you go to overtake them and you notice that it's an 85-year-old granny. The reason that she cut you up is because she's fucking 85 and she's stupid and she can't see and she shouldn't be fucking driving. All of a sudden, all that rage of this person who has deliberately cut you up has gone because you realize it's just an old granny who just shouldn't be behind the wheel and is just being fucking stupid. But this is an important thing to have in your head is that, 
you know, most people aren't being malicious. Most people aren't out to get you because they haven't got enough energy in the day to do so. They're trying to solve their own problems. And that should allow you just to go, oh, that person's being a twat. Don't think anything too much behind it, which will actually cause you just to not get so worked up over things and just to carry on. So that's a mental model, Hanlon's Razor, something that I use all the time. You know, when you've got hundreds of thousands of followers, you could get very paranoid that everyone's watching you, everyone's thinking about what you're doing. And you're just like, who gives a shit? Just going to get on my own stuff. Okay, so next one. Law of diminishing returns. Now, you've probably heard, that, heard this a lot, the law of diminishing returns. And, it, and it's, a, it's a valuable one. Because just because we spend more time doing something doesn't always mean that it's better. It gets to a certain point where if we do more, it actually becomes detrimental. For example, I know, I, and I still see this, people will train six or seven times a week in the thought that the more that they train the more they will progress but as with training you get to a certain law of diminishing returns because if you train six seven days a week and don't give yourself enough rest you don't particularly train as hard as you would do if you only train three or four times so the law of diminishing returns is too much of a good thing is also bad for you um, and this is the same with earning a certain amount of money. People attach happiness to earning a certain amount of money. When actually there's been studies to show earning over around 70000 a year or something like that doesn't make you any more happy. You can double, triple, quadruple your income and it will not make you more happy. As one famous rapper Ice Cube once said, more money equals more problems. So... The law of diminishing returns. Another fascinating one with this one, which probably some of you have seen, is we very much want to lose weight and get in shape because we feel we'll be more confident and happy. And then we get in shape and then we decide to jump on stage. So we go from being in shape and being healthy to being fucking shredded. And then all of a sudden, us being shredded has a law of diminishing returns because we don't feel more confident and happy in ourselves the leaner that we get. There is a law of diminishing returns where we get to a certain point where the thoughts and feelings that we were having when we were overweight are starting to come creeping in when we're shredded. We start to feel tired, lethargic, craving, grumpy, defensive, obsessive. And it gets to a certain point where too much is too much and it's detrimental. So it's an important one to have uh, an idea of is the law of diminishing returns um, my videographer david i speak about this a lot he tries to get sometimes he's a bit of a perfectionist he tries to get the audio pin perfect on a post and the more time that he spends perfecting that audio or perfecting that one image or video on a piece of content doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get more views and more stuff done so it's all about knowing what or how much effort you put into something in order to get a return from it. And if you put twice as much time into something, it doesn't produce twice as much views or twice as much value. So um, I, I love the law of diminishing returns. Reciprocity, something I have spoken about a lot, um, and it's important to understand reciprocity. If I push on a wall, physics tells me the wall pushes back with equivalent force. So as with anything, when it comes to physics, when you place a certain amount of force on something, it will respond with a certain amount. A brick wall will respond with that certain amount because it generates more force than you. Now, 
This works in the human world, whereas if you do nice things to people, people tend to return the favor. It's like when I give somebody a gift, they feel a bit guilty if they haven't given me something back. And this is why kindness wins all. Because if you're constantly kind to people, constantly doing good things for others, you get things back. As long as you are aware that you're not looking to get things back. Because it adds to the quote, give and forget, receive and remember. If you're constantly doing good things and giving value to the world and helping people, it comes back to bite you in the part, in the ass. Psychologically, physically, financially, the lot. Give and forget, receive and remember. The second one with this is not fighting fire with fire. Because as much as if somebody does something positive to you, you want to do something positive back, if someone gets aggressive to you, you want to get aggressive back. If someone punches you, what do you want to do? You want to fucking punch them back. If someone writes a hateful comment online to you, what what's your reciprocity to that? You want to put that person down back. That's the wrong thing to do. The best thing to do is don't fight fire with fire. If someone's being negative to you, be positive back. I do it all the time. It stops the conversation dead. Because it adds to the thing that I've said before. Those who shout hate are usually asking for help. Those people who are calling you out, being aggressive and that, have probably got a lot of shit going on in their lives. And it's not directly at you, which kind of brings us back to that Hanlon's razor. It's just them being a twat or having a hard day or struggling. And that's why it's an important mental model. It's to understand this. Your natural tendency when someone triggers you is to be aggressive back. But you need to have that little stop in your head and be positive because that actually is the right thing to do. And that wins the game. Sometimes allowing someone to think they've got the upper hand is a good thing because they haven't. They've lost. And that's a very, very important thing to understand. If someone thinks they've won, they've probably lost because they're in this mentality of trying to beat people when they're already down. And the only way that they can get out of that hole is by helping others, which they don't tend to do. So it's a limited amount of time before that person's going to come tum tumbling down. And if you want to get your revenge, um, get, it when they're, get it when they're down. Okay, Never do this, but one of the 48 laws of power by Robert Greene is, if you want to seek revenge, wait till that person is down. Kick them when they're down. Don't do that, but it's an interesting one to look at. Okay, So... Get your revenge when they're the weakest, not when they're the strongest. There we go. Pavlovian association. So we've to to we've spoken about Pavlovian conditioning before. Um, for those of you who haven't got a clue what Pavlovian um, conditioning is, um, there's uh, there's a study called Pavlov's dog. Okay, Pavlov's Pavlov's dog, and what they did is that they rang a bell and they gave um, a dog a treat and they kept going through this until they stopped giving the dog the treat and just rang the bell and then the dog associated the bell with the treat which is why it salivated and we very much do this with lots of things we very much do this with social media the reason that a lot of people are so addicted to social media is that they get a dopamine rush from checking their mobile phone from checking their emails from checking their notifications and that can be a problem because you get addicted to that dopamine from it 
which is why it can sometimes be very, very hard to uh, give that up. So Pavlovian association, which I'm going to um, talk about here, is a very uh, interesting one. Ivan Pavlov very effectively demonstrated that animals can respond not just to direct incentives, but also to associated objects. Remember the famous dog sal salivating at the ring of a bell. Human beings are much the same and can feel positive and negative emotion towards intangible objects, with the emotion coming from past associations rather than direct efforts. An example I will give of this is why a lot of people don't like going to the gym, because they always associate it with pain, suffering and not getting a result. If you're a person who has gone to the gym for 10 years and has always looked the same, you're going to struggle to have a positive association with the gym because when you decide to go there, it always makes you miserable because you're always in a miserable place when you're in there. And our brains chemically do this. Um, an example of this from a kind of a positive perspective is um, oxytocin. So oxytocin is a chemical which is also used as a, it's basically, oxytocin is released in um, pregnant women when they give birth to help them bond with their baby. Um, oxytocin crystallizes memories. This is why, and, and this is a great example of the chemical oxytocin working in your body, this is why is if you were bullied at a, um, as a kid at school, when you were 12 and you're a grown man now in your 40s and you saw that 12 year old who bullied you as a kid in his 40s you will probably feel a little bit anxious and nervous about that person even though that person's probably not the same person he's not 12 he's 40 now he's 44 it was 30 years ago, yet you somehow feel really scared of this person. And that is oxytocin chemical attaching that feeling to that memory. And that is Pavlovian association. We do this with lots of things. If you have a very negative um, outcome from a habit, routine, or an action, you will always have that thing, especially if you are solidifying that, a bit like Pavlov's dog. So hopefully that makes um, sense. Uh, another one which I'll finish with today is Pav uh, Pav moved on that. social proof. Social proof from a marketing perspective is so, so important. Um, something I spoke about in my book was the airplane, um, sorry, the airport, the foreign airport situation. Say, for example, that you're in an airport. Let's just say you're in a... I know, a Chinese airport. You don't speak Chinese. You don't, you don't understand a fucking word they're saying. You're walking through the airport and suddenly these two guys with guns, um, they don't like policemen, start shouting in Chinese. The first thing that you're going to do is look around. You're going to look around at what other people are doing because you can't read the language. So the only way that you can interpret the actions that you should be taking is by looking at other people. Now, if you saw other people were lining up you would line up because you haven't got a clue what they're saying from a language point of view, from but from a visual point of view, you will just do what other people do. It's a herd mentality, which we'd all naturally do because we haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. 
Very much like social proof, we don't tend to make decisions unless we know that others have made it themselves. This is why on Amazon and on TripAdvisor and on all these things, you have reviews. When you buy something on Amazon, you look at the reviews. If the reviews are good, you'll invest some time or money in purchasing that thing or doing that thing. Because we're very much aware of what other people have done or are doing so we can potentially make better decisions. That can sometimes be positive and it's a heuristic in our brain that helps us with those situations, but it sometimes can be negative. For example, if you've got a doctor on Instagram who's telling you to go keto and he's got a million followers, the chances are you're probably going to listen to him against a doctor that might only have a thousand followers because you've associated knowledge with popularity. You've associated the fact that that doctor might know more because he has more followers, even though he hasn't got a fucking clue. And this is our natural tendency to believe more people who have, who other people deem as a person that you should be listening to, which can be a very dangerous game to play on social media, but a very good game to play when it comes to marketing something. Because if you know that other people, um, have got a result from it or have done something, then of course you're more likely to invest your time and energy in it. So social proof is a very important kind of uh, mental model, but it's also um, important to understand that it can um, be detrimental as well as positive too. So I've kind of gone down a bit of a rabbit hole with a lot of these, but I'm also going to put a blog post in um, for Shane's entire blog on mental models because it's a very interesting read and there's lots of awesome ones there um end of june how would i recommend dealing with your mindset when you stop i.e finish work done the gym sort yourself out and there's nothing else to do um one of the things i said damien is it seems from that that you're you're making yourself busy because you don't want to have nothing to do Sometimes it's awesome to have nothing to do. Sometimes it's awesome to allocate that time to do nothing. We we become very accustomed to needing to do something. When in actual fact, you know, sometimes it's good just to maybe get half an hour of just free time to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Or read. You know, when I have downtime, so to speak, I like to grab a book. Um, I like to go and look at some things that are going to make me healthier, happier, fitter and stronger. Um but reading, reading for me definitely helped me level up my game. Um, but also rest and recovery, making sure that you are getting that because that's what's going to make you stronger. But actually enjoying sometimes having nothing to do. Um, something that I don't have that often and I have to kind of force myself to do nothing, um, which is why I come off social media. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be